0: When I say can you dig it, put your two hands up like
1: that. Can, you dig it? Can, can Can, 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 Here we go. Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined today on this rare Sunday appearance by Jacob Rude. Jacob it was a football playoff weekend the our vikings well i guess it's formally your vikings but our Formal. vikings were 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 not active uh, but the lakers were bringing playoff energy that was kind of fun that was, that was that was a fun game they beat the rockets 120 to 102 how did you enjoy that one uh
0: The Rockets were in prime playoff form today. I really enjoyed that. They looked
1: really (laughs) bad. Somebody was playing, somebody was playing, playing in the playoffs, and they're just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. We got this. We got this. It's our time to shine. Uh,
0: Actually, in solidarity with what the Lakers did to the Rockets in the first half, um, at halftime, I went and mopped my floor. Um, (laughs) That was an absolute beatdown. That was, it's something about, The Rockets that I just like, I cannot stand them. Like I can't stand the way they, the the style that they play. I can't stand just so much about them. I am like totally out on Harden, especially after the playoffs. So thank you, me too. It's uh, it's always particularly uh, joyous when the Lakers just smack the Rockets around.
1: Yeah, I I think for me the the thing with the rockets like the thing that i just can't separate myself from in regards to the rockets is that there are people that there are people in the rockets fan base like more than any other team that were okay with what the what the astros did in the world series so like i can't i can't see the rockets and not think of that so every time the rockets do something embarrassing or 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 every time the NBA uh, NBA Twitter lines up to dunk on on the Rockets in mass, like I'm I'm just right there. This is this is my time to shine. And uh, speaking of dunking on the Rockets, <laughs> uh, the play of the season so far, right? Tht uh, rips. I believe it was. Oh, who's? What's I name? don't know specifically
0: who it was. I was. I can. I blacked out. Was, I blacked uh, out
1: as soon as uh,
0: <laughs> as Caruso went diving for the ball. His name is Eric, right? Isn't he? Oh, Eric Gordon.
1: Yeah. So he, I think he rips Eric Gordon. Uh, Alex Caruso dives for to the floor, and picks it up, turns back and 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 passes it off to uh, THT, who outruns all of the Rockets. And we're not going to say he dunked on James Harden, but he jumped. He dunked around James Harden. Like Harden was in the area. Uh, so that was that was you know the lakers tweeted it out and you saw all kinds of people just going absolutely insane about it and you know i i think for a team in the lakers that has really kind of struggled to find consistent energy getting caruso back is a, is a really big deal like getting him back and and just given the way that he approaches the game i think it's a it's a really big deal for for a team that i think at times the season is really going to struggle to find reason to get up night in night out yeah, you could tell how much he was missed in
0: the, I can't, I don't know exactly how many games he ended up missing, but you could certainly tell that, that he wasn't there. Like they really lost something with that, with not having him there. Um, he missed five games, I believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, his energy is the biggest skill set, I guess, if you, if you kind of consider that a skill. Um, oh, it, it absolutely is a skill. I Yeah. Yeah, Just his motor. like activity, his motor, yeah. Um, that he brings pretty much every night. Him and Trez is also really good about that as well. And when you have multiple guys like that, I think THT is kind of getting to that point too. When you're able to put multiple guys on the court like that, um, on nights when you may not have it going, those guys give you a lift. And on nights like tonight where you do have it going – Then it just feels like a relentless wave after wave coming at you and THT and Caruso it's in limited minutes they've only played 35 minutes together after tonight but they have a 14.3 net rating they are
1: they're a ton of fun together I I enjoy watching uh THT play defense and I've made this point before but it's it's I'm not saying that he himself is Giannis-esque, but, but so when Giannis dunks on people, like Giannis catches more bodies, I think than anybody in the NBA, and I think the reason he catches so many bodies is because like defenders see where he's taking off from and they say, oh okay, like he's gonna lay it up, I can challenge him at the rim without being uh, wary of getting dunked on and, and being put into a poster. By the way, like we need to bring back posters. Yes, hundred percent. Like we, you know, they've become, you know, highlights on, on Twitter and on social media and stuff, but like the, let's actually bring back the posters so that the, the actual verb being posterized is, is still relevant. But anyway, well, uh,
0: we're, when I was, when I was little, I had the subscription to slam magazine. And the first yeah. thing I would always do would go to the middle, mm-hmm. tear out the poster and then hang it up on my
1: wall. Yeah. I mean, well, cause I'm, I'm trying to find stuff for like the walls in my office because it's still kind of cavernous and, and the, the acoustics aren't very good. So using canvases and stuff is, is a great way to kind of deaden the walls. And I'm shocked at how few posters you find and canvases, canvases that you find uh, to be able to do that. But anyway, um, Giannis catches all these bodies because he takes off from further than defenders anticipate. He's actually capable of dunking from. And I feel like THT can stand further away from a player and it allows for you know more a more lax approach to handling the ball because they think like oh he won't be able to reach the ball from here I can kind of take mm-hmm. a deep breath here and he, THT can though like he, he can poke the ball loose and we saw it uh, tonight on that play that we talked about a second ago with with Gordon we've seen it time and time again with some of these some of these ball handlers now some of that reaching gets him into trouble I think sometimes too but but overall like it's such a skill that. Nobody else really has the ability to, to have just longer arms than everybody. And so you combine that, and I think as uh, THT gets better at it, the combination of him and uh, Caruso, who just works harder than just about everybody else in the league, and that combination of those two guys, they succeed in ways that like last year's, uh, last year's Lakers really succeed, where teams just aren't quite ready for that level of intensity. And they kind of get suffocated on defense and it allows the Lakers to be more consistent in one faction of the game, which they haven't been to this point while Caruso has been dealing with the, uh, with the safety protocols he's been, he's been stuck in.
0: It's been interesting. We've kind of talked about it. Christian and I kind of the evolution of, of what this defense was going to be because obviously they couldn't play the same as they did last year, losing Dwight and JaVale and replacing them with, Mark and Trez they just aren't the same type of players Mm -hmm. but it's it's been fun and impressive to see them kind of adapt and Caruso and THT are kind of the examples of that of them just bringing energy just kind of suffocating the the defenders on the perimeter Um, and just like I said just being active is just big in itself just flying around just making teams work for a full 48 minutes um because a lot of times when lebron will check out teams may kind of just relax a little bit um but when it's caruso or tht or trez coming in you don't have time to relax like how many times how many times have we seen just like and we saw it tonight down the stretch uh, in the fourth quarter, um, Trez was just outworking guys. He had a stretch yeah. there in the fourth quarter where he was just, he was, he still gave a damn and it looked like the Rockets were kind of given up and he scored 12 points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. um, by just him and Schroeder had a couple pick and rolls, or he was just posting guys up and just, it's just like wave after wave with these Lakers of just, if it's not LeBron and AD, then you have Schroeder's speed and, um you have trez on the boards or you have caruso and tht to deal with um i mean tonight it was a lot of the fast break the lakers 32 fast break points to houston seven which (laughs) is another playoff playoff performance playoff level performance uh because that's really how they beat houston last year in the playoffs i say last year it was four months ago um
1: <laughs> well i guess literally was 2020 and we're in 2021 right now so fair
0: fair but fair. uh but yeah i mean it's just this lakers team we talked about it they're so deep i mean even tonight they don't have west due to injury keith gets thrown out um a couple guys get in foul trouble early and they still second quarter just go on this massive run and it was hardly the Rockets made a bit of a run to think they got it down to about 12 at one point, but it was, I mean, it was just like the playoffs. They made one, one kind of big run. They had one big quarter and then the Lakers responded and the Rockets just kind of rolled over. But I think the biggest difference with this year's team is just the way that they just keep coming at you with so many different guys.
1: Yeah, I think you know, we saw it last year with this team, and it was a different kind of just, just kind of domination that the Lakers would would impose upon teams where they were so physically imposing and they were so uh, suffocating defensively that eventually the team, you kind of see their shoulders shrug and they're just, you know, all right, you guys got us. This, is, this isn't going to go our way. This year's team has some of that, you know, depending on what lineup is out there but also has is, is that kind of dominating offensively too, where you know the ball starts moving and you can just see the other defense just like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know where where uh, LeBron will make a pass to uh, Marcus Saul, who will make another pass to like ad and then he'll either finish the play himself or find a shooter open in the corner. And by the time you get to that third or fourth pass, the, the defense just just like, well, that sucks. Like, what, what the hell do I do here? <laughs> um, and it's and it's really fun to watch. I want to take a, a quick second after this, but uh, Anthony Davis shot 10 free throws. Yeah, he shot 10, nine of 10 from the free throw line and was some of the most kind of physically imposing as he's been so far this year. And one of the things I did for uh, Locked on Lakers today, which you can find, by the way, everywhere that you find podcasts and all of that stuff, just throw that out there. Shameless, but but one of the things I kind of charted was the times that the Lakers have looked their most impressive tends to coincide with when AD just decides like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Anthony freaking Davis. Um, So I want to, I want to take a quick second here. When we come back, I want to ask you, Jacob, if you think uh, with this effort that the Lakers made uh, collectively and seeing Davis really kind of impose himself physically on, on the Rockets, Uh, to be able to get to the line 10 times uh, if you think this is them turning a corner. Now, I guess we have to start by defining how we're turning a corner, like how we, how we're defining turning a corner for the Lakers. Uh, They just in terms of standings, I believe either have a share of or have the best record in the NBA. Uh, So it's hard to say like this team needs to turn a corner when they're obviously (laughs) winning, (laughs) Uh, But but I'm I'm guessing the people who are listening to the show know what championship level effort looks like at this point, seeing as we saw it literal months ago, like just a couple of months ago. So I'm kind of curious, Jacob, if you think like just in terms of of that effort, of that consistent, you know, give a shittedness uh, technical term that if you think, <laughs> <laughs> if you think that the, the Lakers might be kind of heading into a different stretch of the season here.
0: Yeah. I mean, we saw or heard red, however you consumed it after the Spurs game last week, that AD was pretty ticked off. Um, I mean, he literally called, <laughs> he called the defense shit. <laughs> Which again, technical term. Um, yeah. we're allowed to repeat that, FCC. Like, we, 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 <laughs> he said if it it's, if it's the same word or a variation of the word, it doesn't count, yeah. Um, but I mean, he talked about it, he was he talked about knocking a, a cart over and just how frustrated he was. It was kind of the most candid he had been about that. Mm-hmm. Um, not just this season, just in general, I think. And so, it was nice to see him tonight, come out the way he did and just really imposed himself. Um, He attacked the basket, which I know is something that he hasn't done as much this year, Um, and that will naturally lead to more free throws, which um, he, as you said, shot 10 tonight. Um, He really, he just had one of those games where he was just physically dominant. Like, he looked bigger, faster, stronger than everyone. And, yeah, the 10 free throws I was looking is the most he shot this year. Seven was a previous high. So, Mm -hmm. um, it just seemed like he came out of the gate um, just ready to go. I mean, (laughs) shout to Christian Wood, I guess, because (laughs) he talked about circling this game, and then the Lakers defense just kind of ran circles around him, the Mm -hmm. big men.
1: Um, (laughs) Well done.
0: He, uh, there were a couple times where I, I want to say it was the se- second quarter where he would kind of rotate out to shoot a three, and AD was defending him, and AD would challenge a shot and then just leak out, and which he does all the time anyway. And the Lakers look for it, and Christian Wood wouldn't kind of go back with him, and AD got a couple of layups from that. Um, so it's just stuff like that where he was active. He was attacking the basket. Um, I imagine his shot chart tonight is, yeah, I'm looking at everything. He, he only had three shots outside the paint, three makes, I should say, outside the paint. Um, he only had five shots total outside the paint. He only took one, three. Um, so yeah, that was a different type of Anthony Davis tonight. It was just kind of a reminder that like. Hey, I'm still really damn good. Whenever we, we finally do flip the switch, and I mean, in general, the Lakers look like a team that gave a damn tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it took Keith getting thrown out and Boogie following him shortly after to for that to to kind of happen a bit, but uh, but it looked like the team really gave a damn tonight, and I I sure hope it's them turning the corner because I know the general sentiment. Um, at some point last week, somebody, some national writer had tweeted that the Lakers, like the Sixers had lost, and that tied them with the Lakers for the best record. And mm-hmm. the general retort to that was the Lakers have really only tried for about three quarters this year, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and they right. have the best They have the best record in the NBA. So it'd be nice for them to go on a little stretch here, um, really open up the gap kind of like they did last year, open up the gap between them and second place, Um, in the Western Conference and then as they can kind of figure things out on the the back end of the schedule as well.
1: Yeah, the Christian Wood thing made me laugh. It reminded me of Mad Men where the little dude says to Don Draper – you know, they're in the elevator together and he goes, I feel bad for you. And Don Draper replies to him, I don't think about you at all. Exactly. You know? There was <laughs> that in the, the Thanos gift that a lot of people
0: did where it was, I don't even know who you are. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and so like, I just, you, poor, poor, poor wood. Like, you know, I, I get it. He's having a really good season so far this year is getting paid like more than he's ever probably thought he could ever get paid in his life. Uh, So shouts to him for, for succeeding in that way, but also don't poke the bear or, or from where (laughs) we're standing, thank you for poking the bear. The bear needed to wake up and, and it was great to watch the bear wake up and, and, and maul the shit out of the entire Houston Rockets organization. Um, And then, you know, I would, I would agree with you though, in thinking that this is them kind of turning a corner just because like heading into the season, I didn't think they had guys like really capable of, of kind of easing themselves back into the, into the season. Like LeBron can because he's LeBron and he's been doing this for so long. And he just kind of understands like what effort level it, it, it takes at different portions of the season and, and how he has to scale up as, as the season goes along. But for the most part, the Lakers have mostly guys who have something to prove. You know, there's a lot of guys out here like, you know, THT has something to prove. KCP, I would imagine, like coming off of the postseason that he had and then being met with the market that he was met with, I'm sure kind of probably pissed him off. And and I'm sure he has something to prove. Uh you know, obviously Alex Caruso, who we talked about earlier, Kyle Kuzma is another example. Like there, there are a lot of guys here who Anthony Davis. Yeah. Trez. trez. Everybody.
0: He's been the scapegoat of the Clippers.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a great point. And, and, and AD, right. Wants to continue to remind people that he's the best player in the NBA. Um, and, and so, or one of them, or, or at least is higher in that conversation than he's been regarded, I think, to this point in his, his career. And, and I thought heading into this year that like most teams coming off of a championship tend to take their foot off the gas a little bit more. They know what they're capable of and, and, and they know what the, what the end game is. But I felt like this team because of the culture in it was maybe a little different. And I've been kind of let down by the, the energy level that they've had to this point and seeing them kind of turn the corner right after, like, it's one thing, it's one thing if you have that report, like nothing would have pissed me off more than hearing that report from McMenamin, right? That, that they had this kind of six week stretch where they wanted to extend their preseason and and ease into the season. And they were getting frustrated by it and might actually flip the switch a little bit earlier. Nothing would have pissed pissed me off more than to get that report and then see them just like, not flip the switch or or not send a message that would have been (laughs) really annoying uh,
0: two years ago when lebron said he was activating playoff (laughs) mode and then right right. left out of the oh my
1: god that was one of my favorite stretches i was like oh that's a playoff lever level turnover right there you know like (laughs) throwing it
0: off the bottom of the backboard in (laughs) phoenix i'll never forget that one
1: so so like that would have that would have just driven me insane but it's great to see them though like you have that report come out uh, and then you have them just very consciously go out of their way to live up to the expectations that come with that report. Uh, so I, do I think it's going to be night and day? No. Do I think that the Lakers will never have another night where uh, they, they just piss you off because <laughs> the energy level isn't there. Of course not. Uh, but I think those nights will come, I, I think fewer and further between than they did to start the year. And, and, that, that makes me kind of excited. Like I, this team is too good to be frustrated with them as often as we've been to this point in the season. And uh, it was great to get one of those games that reminds you, this is what it looks like. This is, this is what this team looks like when, when they really give a damn and it's, it's imposing, it's daunting, it's terrifying for opponents. And that's that, you know, that's what we've wanted to see all season. It's a good time for them to do this because,
0: Obviously they have the Lakers again, Tuesday. They have the thunder on Wednesday, but then the it's Clippers, the, you mean they put, no, they play the rockets on Tuesday. Oh,
1: Okay. You said the Lakers again.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The Lakers have their rockets again on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, the thunder Wednesday, but then it's the Pelicans, the warriors, and then the bucks. Warriors so, are playing good too.
1: Like they just yeah, won again.
0: And, and Steph is incredible. So that'll be a challenge for anyone. So it's a nice little stretch here, where the Lakers can, if it is turning a corner, flipping a switch, whatever kind of adage you want to use, they can really kind of make a statement um, early in the season, especially finishing with that Bucks game, um, mm-hmm. that they're still, they're still the title favorites and they're still in a tier of their own.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it would be great. It would be awesome to to see that. Um, I think that's a good, do you have anything else to add? I think that's a good place to, to end it and get people excited, you know, looking forward to, to the games that the Lakers have uh, remaining here or coming up. I just think, you know, this, this team, I've said it since it was put together and I, I still maintain the stance that this is the most talented roster of my lifetime. And you see the various ways that they can beat teams and really demoralize teams (laughs) it it just really further hammers at that point home. It, it, it's just that, you know, with that amount of talent, a certain level of expectations comes with it. And, and I don't think often enough this team has lived up to those expectations. It's lived, they've lived up to those expectations often enough to win more than any other team in in the NBA to this point, which is kind of like really terrifying when you really think about it. But you know, from a viewing experience, hasn't been like that great. And you get a game like tonight, which you know, where the Lakers lock down one of the most talented offensive players uh, that we've seen really ever in, in James Harden. They make John Wall, who has been kind of a fun little story, he looked awful. Like he looked really, yeah. really bad. And and they really just kind of put the clamps down on a, a Houston Rockets team that many have thought has helped like kind of revolutionize the way offenses are built in the NBA and they made them look pretty feckless. They made them look pretty, pretty ineffective. And watching that take place after the the reports that we heard is, is the kind of encouraging thing that, that really makes you think, Oh, okay. It might be, we might be nearing go time here, <laughs> which, which, you know, more plays like more plays like that Caruso to, to THT dunk might might be on the horizon, which is I'm 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 all for.
0: You really think this team's more talented than the O four oh five team that had Chucky Atkins and Jermaine Jones <laughs> and Tier Brown? Well,
1: I, I mean I guess I guess that's the exception.
0: <laughs>
1: you know that I mean- <laughs> uh
0: I don't know. I legitimately do not remember Tier Brown, but he played 76 games that year.
1: <laughs> I I can kind of picture him the the one that so I, that was the year after the Lakers had just traded Shaq, remember? Mm-hmm. And uh, they won their first game against the Denver Nuggets. And I remember telling my my dad, I was like, dude, they might, they might actually be pretty good. Like, they <laughs> look at these guys. This, is, this might be great. My dad was like, Fred, they, they just traded the most dominant player in the history of the sport. They aren't going to be very good. <laughs>
0: Chris Mim had 23 points
1: and 12 rebounds.
0: Yeah, I was that like that all in on Chris win.
1: Mim after that game. I was like, oh, white Shaq. Here we go. <laughs> we replaced
0: Shaq with better Shaq.
1: It, Shockingly,
0: uh, it, he did not uh,
1: continue that torrid pace. It did not play out that way. He dealt with foot problems basically, basically his entire Lakers career. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the silver screen and roll podcast. Uh, make sure you guys continue to tune in uh, across the entire feed here as we get you guys ready for hopefully the Lakers turning that corner that, that Jacob and I talked about. Uh, please continue to be safe out there. And I don't know who does the show. So I think it's Harrison. Harrison has a fun interview lined up for you guys. Oh I believe, yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yes. So that'll uh, be a lot of fun. Yeah. You guys are going to enjoy that. So make sure you tune in for that. And, uh, and until then, please be safe.